Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And, because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle. This is the Smirkanish podcast for independent minds. Today's poll question at Smirconish.com, inspired by my next guest. I'm asking, are you hoping that No Labels gets ballot access for a 2024 third-party candidate? Joe Lieberman is an independent. He is the former United States senator from the great state of Connecticut and, of course, was the Democratic vice presidential nominee in the 2000 election, now serves, among other things, as the co-chair of No Labels. Hey, Senator, thanks so much for being here. I always enjoy your appearances. Uh, Thanks, Michael. I enjoy my appearances with you, too. Uh, Good to be back with you. So since 2022, early in the year, No Labels has been, as you described, diligently working across country to obtain ballot access for a potential No Labels ticket. First of all, what's the goal? Do you think that you can actually secure position on all 50 state ballots? Well, that is the goal. Uh, um, I mean, what's the reason we're doing this? I know it's obvious to you and probably most of your listeners the the um, our, our politics is not working um, uh, for our country uh, at all. And uh, it's because uh, the parties are so divided. A long time ago, when I went to college, we learned that the two great political parties made the democracy work because they brought together a coalition of minorities to form a majority. But now uh, they don't do that. They respond to the core constituency, so-called the right of the Republican Party, left of the Democratic Party, and uh, they spend most of their time fighting each other instead of trying to fix our country, which really needs fixing us. So, you know, in response to that, we've worked hard for a bunch of years to elect independent-minded centrists, Republicans, and Democrats to Congress. We've done done well at that. They've they've made a lot of good things happen, uh, at least the the small number of good things that have, have actually been enacted. And our members just uh, uh, sort of said, you know, this is not going to this political 
problem is not going to be fixed unless we have a president who also uh, will work really hard across party lines. And, uh, and of course, we need Republican or Democratic leadership in Congress to do that, too. And, you know, the feeling was, wow, if it ends up being Trump against Biden again, it's not only that these are familiar faces and people want somebody new, but they, either one of them really doesn't offer us, based on their records, hope that they will break through the what ails our political system. So that's why we're working really hard to at least keep open the option of running a bipartisan uh, third ticket in 2024. But as you know, uh, it, it ain't easy to succeed at this. Uh, but we think the times are really unprecedented now in our politics, and it's at least worth keeping the door open to this, giving the American voters uh, this option uh, next year in the national election. Okay, I embrace everything you've said, and I'm mindful yeah. of the fact that 49% of the country, a plurality, the highest number since Gallup has been uh, measuring this data, 49% as of this month say that they are independent. They're not Republican. They're, they're not Democratic. That's a good thing. But I'm kind of caught up on process because I have questions as right. to how this is actually going to unfold. Hence my question, do you really think you'll get on all 50 ballots? You say, we think of this as an insurance policy for the country, an option to be yeah. deployed if and only if both the two major party nominees fail to offer voters a choice of candidates they'd like to vote for or a way out of the partisan divisiveness that now dominates. So how will it actually unfold? Yeah, okay, really important questions. First, let me just uh, agree with you that the 49% of voters in the country uh, who identify themselves as independent, which is greater than the total of people who identify themselves as Republican or Democrat, is really stunning. And uh, it's a message. I mean, it's a market message, if you will, that uh, people are rejecting the two major parties because they don't feel like they're working for them, for us. Uh, as a friend of mine said a while ago, the, the fastest growing political party in America is no party. It's the independents. And, that, and that's a real message. So, um, it, you know, the, the, it's not easy, to, as you know, Michael, to get on all 50 state ballots because uh, either by accident or by design, the two major parties, which control state laws and party rules, uh, have made it hard. So, but we we've raised money and we've got people working all over the country. I I, I tried to, uh, before I came on today, find out how many states we've qualified in so far. It's between five and ten. We got a ways to go, but so far, the the people who are circulating petitions for us not surprisingly say that it's an easy ask. People really are fed up with the status quo in politics. And in other words, they, they're, they're willing to sign in, in great numbers. Uh, so we're optimistic we're going to get to 50. It's really important because in our own uh, minds uh, and hearts about what, how this unfolds, um, we're only really going to feel the ticket if the two parties offer no uh, hope that they may move uh, to the center. And right now they, they don't. Incidentally, that's been our whole approach to Congress, not to uh, be in a third party movement, but to try to elect centrist Democrats and Republicans. 
Uh, and we want to feel that we got a chance to win and that we're not just going to be spoilers. There's a lot of anxiety, and we're beginning to be attacked, particularly by Democrats on the left, that, we're, that this, if we run a ticket, it's going to elect Trump. We don't think so. But honestly, if we do conclude that based on polling and every other kind of data we could get next year, we won't do it. Because I'd say that uh, while, while we want to break through the status quo, the strong feeling in our members is that we, we don't want Donald Trump uh, to be a president of the United States again. I'm just on process. I'll give you this. Um, uh, modern recent American political history says that by uh, next March, when uh, the Super Tuesday, the, the final big primary day is over, uh, the two parties will definitely have their presidential candidates, one or another, or both may have it before then. And it's not until then that we're going to decide whether it's a constructive thing for us to actually run a bipartisan uh, ticket, and then we'll hold a convention sometime in but April. How, but, Sen- Senator, how will that decision be made and by whom? Are you going to look to a handful of polls, and if the people say, we want a third choice, because... I assume they will say that. Would that be the determining factor? Yeah, I'd say it's a re- really good question. And honestly, we're still wrestling with that. I mean, uh, we know that we've got to create uh, a, a representative nominating committee, which is representative of no labels, both uh, some of us uh, former elected officials, but then a lot of people uh, from the from the independent grassroots to uh, just as many as them as us on the nominating committee to consider candidates to actually reach out to people who, who are on nobody's list to run for this kind of thing, uh, maybe outside of the normal political uh, circles and ask them whether they'd be interested. And uh, But then who decides? It'll be some representative body like that. Honestly, we haven't decided yet. But how do we decide is tough because uh, you know, modern technology and data gathering and public opinion polling has become better and better. But in the end, it, uh, uh, it, as um, one old political guy in Connecticut said to me, it ain't science, really. You got to It's a question of whether you have, a, he said, a good political nose, like an animal sniffing out something and that that's uh, so we're going to try to gather as much data as we can. Look, we did it. The, the national polling, independent professional polling, all shows that if you ask the public uh, if they're satisfied with the choice of Presidents Trump and Biden again, you know, a majority say no. Now, part of that is, is a reaction to them personally, but I believe part of that is because they know, the, the people, the voters know, that if, uh, if it's either Trump or Biden again, or Trump and Biden in the campaign, it's going to be the classic partisan attack, counterattack. And if either one of them gets elected uh, in the following four years, there's no greater hope that we'll break the partisan gridlock. And, and of course, that's why uh, we uh, are, are offering a very unprecedented prospect of a bipartisan ticket, which incidentally would be the first time Since 1864, when Abraham Lincoln chose a Democrat, uh, Andrew Johnson of Tennessee, to be his running mate. Well, we almost almost had it in 2008. If if McCain had tapped you, we we would have had that eight years after you were Al Gore's running mate. 
Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, no, but that's true. That John, much to my surprise, said, "I want to vet you for vice president." And I remember saying to him, "Geez, I'm honored. You know, you don't have to do that to get me some publicity. You're my friend. I'm proud that I supported you." And no, no, he said, "I, I really, I really feel the country is yearning for uh, for the parties to work together." And what better way to say that than by having a bipartisan ticket and you know god bless john he was ahead of his time of course what happened in the end i never thought it was plausible but um what happened in the end is that the republican party officials uh basically convinced uh john mccain that if he chose me as a running mate a third of the delegates would walk out of the republican convention of course uh lindsey graham has said to john and me and others that well that's great because that'll really prove to the voters that John is an independent bipartisan guy, but, but he couldn't do it. I was really touched that in his last book before it published, before he died, he said that he, he knew he should have gone with me. And, um, and he really, he thought not doing it was one of the bigger mistakes of his life, but God bless him. It was, it was hard, hard to do. And, uh, I was just honored to be his voice uh, is missed. There's no doubt. Hey, Senator, let me ask you this, because Biden and Trump have never been above water. And I don't expect any of them, either of them gets above water in terms of favorability between now and next March. So I fully anticipate that if the polling is done properly, it will reveal a great yearning for a third choice. I said something last week on CNN uh, favorably disposed toward no labels and a really smart guy. I'm going to tell a tale out of school, but there's a fellow that you probably know named Sam Feist, and he is the CNN yeah. Washington bureau chief. And he reached out for me and he said, consider this analysis. And then he pointed out that Biden won six states by less than 5%. Nevada, 2.4. Arizona, 0.4. Wisconsin, 0.6. Michigan, 2.8. Pennsylvania, 1.2. Georgia, 0.3. And he made the argument that what no labels could end up doing is throwing it to the House. And you know the rules by which the House then picks the president. Hawaii is the same as California. You get one state, the GOP controls it. So in that way, whether it's Trump or DeSantis or somebody else, you've heard this argument before. What's your response to it? Well, that's what I mean. My response is it's absolutely right. Thanks for what you said about no labels last week. We all uh, heard it and appreciate it. Uh, but, but Sam Feist, the point is a good one. It makes our decision complicated. But, I mean, we have polling uh, done in, I guess, December or January, which in uh, every state which shows that there are enough states, if you, if you ask people if the choice is Trump-Biden and a bipartisan unity ticket, um, who, who would you go for? And uh, there, there's enough states in which a majority said they'd be open to the third party unity ticket to have us have enough electoral votes to actually win. But, you know, I've been around the track. I know that that's a sort of a, a hope and a, and a, almost a concept. It's not actual voting and it's not an actual ticket that we would put up, but uh, that's where it is. You, you know, I I've had the occasion in the last three, four or five months at different times to speak to groups that are not, political or just business people or students or others. And when I talk about the fact that we don't want to be spoilers, we certainly don't want to elect uh, Donald Trump because we run a third ticket. 
in every case, somebody says, well, what are you worried about being a spoiler for? The, the, the current political system needs to be spoiled. And even if you don't win, you'll give people like me uh, something I, I feel good about voting for instead of the, instead of the two parties. And everybody claps at that point. So th- that's how strong the feeling is. I get it. it. Doesn't, it doesn't mean we'll do this, but it, it's, it surprises me when it happens. But, but we got to listen to it, and that, too, will be part of our decision next year. A final thought, and I'll let Senator Lieberman go. There was a uh, the last Republican boss of the city of Philadelphia, where there's like a seven-to-one Democratic advantage now, but I knew Billy Meehan. I'm going to give him credit for this, even if others said it before him. But I remember him saying, you can't beat somebody with nobody. So if right. you build it, if you build it, are you sure the candidates will come? No. <laughs> yeah, and... Billy Mann was right, of course, because in the end, I mean, the idea in in our divided, divisive, uh, unproductive politics of actually running a bipartisan ticket, I think, is very appealing to people. But, and also because they're new faces, not the familiar and, and <laughs> well-trodden uh, Trump and Biden. But in the end, we got to find quality candidates that the that, that will realize the hopes of people. And um, that's our challenge. I mean, I, I think we'll be able to do it both from elected officials who are fed up with the two party system or are willing to take this risk in their careers. Or are we going to be open to people from outside leaders in different uh, fields and uh, who, who, are, who are proven leaders and, and we think may appeal uh, to people, but that's part of our challenge. I mean, this is all now, we're building an option or we're buying an insurance policy. Uh, implementing it successfully is going to require uh, a lot of uh, thought and maybe a little prayer as well. Please come back and, and keep myself and my audience advised of this. We are keenly interested. This is a clearinghouse for independent thinking. Yeah, that's the way we feel. And you, you do a real public service with your shows, both here and on CNN. So, Thanks, Michael. I'd be delighted to come back anytime you want. Okay, Senator, I'll chat again with you soon, I hope. Senator Joe Lieberman. Thank you, Senator. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Albert's, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the super light tree runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit allbirds.com and use code super24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's a l l b i r d s.com code super24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. 
you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the poll question of the day. When I voted early this morning, you know how I feel about this. I was in the minority. Now you've heard the conversation. Uh, I have to say, I appreciate I appreciate the approach that he takes and that the group take insofar as this is something that we want to be ready for. They're not fully committed. He's not telling you they're absolutely doing it. He's also saying they don't want to reelect Donald Trump. And if they think they'd be spoilers, then they pull up stakes on this operation. I don't know. Joe Manchin is the name that comes to my mind, although he speaks of of unfamiliar faces. But there is that question because there was an effort a couple of years ago. What cycle was it? I feel like it was two cycles ago where there was a well-funded group and they were engaged in getting ballot access. But there was no there, there was no candidate ready to be slated. So, you know, they, they can go through all of this expense uh, and organization. But in the end, you got to have somebody. And by definition, and I don't know that I brought this out of Senator Lieberman, but he implied it, and I know this to be the case, it would be someone from each party. So there would be a Republican and a Democrat sharing that ticket. I guess presumably it could be an independent as well, but it would not be two Republicans. It would not be two Democrats if they were to do it. My colleague Sam Feist makes the argument that if no one gets to 270, and I I think that the POTUS audience understand the the basics of all of this right in terms of the electoral college there are 538 votes in the electoral college so you know it's it's based on the makeup of the congress and three more votes for the district of columbia that's how you get to 538 270 is the majority if nobody gets to 270 then it's determined by the house of representatives and right now is it is it a 26-24? I don't know what the number is. I should know that. But it's a Republican edge. So the thought is, well, if it now goes to the House and if every delegation decides in the Congress that they're going to vote for their own, then you will be benefiting the Republican candidates. I don't know that that would necessarily follow. I, 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 I don't know. I think that there are a lot of intangibles in this. I like the idea that perhaps there'll be a third choice. And I'd love to know what you're thinking. My question today, do you hope No Labels gets ballot access for a 2024 third-party candidate? Final thought I'll share, and then I'll stop. I am hung up on the process. I mean, I get in the abstract what Senator Lieberman said. We want to try and have a seat at the table, I'm paraphrasing, so that if, in fact, the American people are dissatisfied with their two choices, we will be there potentially to offer them an alternative. But how do you define that? Because I can't imagine a poll that will be taken between now and next March where people are going to say, no, no, we we don't want a third-party choice. We want it to be the Republican or the Democrat. I don't think that happens. So let's just assume that's what the data will show. 
Now what? Who are the people who get to make this determination? And based on what? Will it be an analysis like my colleague Sam Feist makes and says, hey, look how close these states were. If you now deny, if you now deny someone from getting to 270, you're empowering the House of Representatives. And what then is going to be the outcome? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, your thoughts on all of this. We begin in Kansas City with Anita. Hi, Anita. Hello, Michael. Hey. Uh, I just want to say that it's too dangerous to start this at the national level, at the presidential election. I think if they want to get a no label, I know everybody's anxious for, you know, something else for this to happen quickly. But this has to start at the local level. That's what I want to say. Well, I've liked the idea for a long time of of just trying to get a couple of independent senators. They would then yield all the power. I mean, Manchin and Cinema right now are probably the most critical votes on what's to happen on the debt ceiling. So I like the idea of of increasing the pool of independent people who are already in legislatures. If that's the point, then I'm, I'm buying into it. Uh, Barry is in San Diego, California, with a uh, witticism from Bill Clinton. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, sure. years ago, I, after Bill Clinton was president, I think it was like a C-SPAN discussion at a university, and mm. I heard him say that break down the election, like about 42% of the people will vote Republican no matter what, and about 42% of the people will vote Democrat, which leaves, you know, that, that percentage that's left that you have to, you know, try to get that you get the vote from and that's why i don't see a third party thing being able to change those statistics that much and i don't think it's changed that much in the last 25 years i don't know i mean what's what's changed is the 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 deep unpopularity with the people who are who are running the drill now as i said to senator lieberman the the like the days of somebody being at a respectable 55 percent approval rating they seem over I don't see Biden's numbers changing no matter what he does, and I don't see Trump's either. Yesterday, I called out that Rasmussen survey uh, that said that Trump had an approval rating of of 59 percent. Immediately, I thought, whatever else it says, I can't buy into because there are too many other surveys that says his approval rating is somewhere in the 30s. Yeah, you know, I'm 62 years old, and um, I mean, first, I just, I, I personally think both, both of those guys are way too old to, like, why isn't why isn't there that person that's like 10 years younger than me that's like the most capable person of being right. able to be the president of the state 60, I don't, 60, I don't 62 it. you're you're an old guy holy smokes uh, i'm just starting retirement but, do you uh, remember do you remember when that used to seem so old oh my god he's 62 now i hear yeah, somebody you know, who, who passed and dies at 75 i'm like oh my god they're only 75 yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I think, you know, life's good. And um, I think that the future of this country, you know, we'll be looking at probably a, a longer work age kind of thing and a healthier work age. And I think the young people are really on track and like looking toward that. So we I don't know for the future. I don't know. I hope you're right. I, I have I have concerns, more concerns than I've ever had at any point in my life. Will in Orlando does not like the idea of a third party candidate. How come? Hi, Michael. I love the show. Thanks. Um, I think the answer is rank choice voting. Um, I just, I'm a no on this third party candidate. Let me give you a hypothetical. You have got three candidates. 
One gets 40% of the vote. The other gets 30% of the vote. The other gets 30% of the vote. So the 40%, he gets elected. That's great. He got the majority. But 60% of the voters do not want that candidate in office. So is he the majority or actually the minority? Right. And, and you, of course, know we, it's not, we don't elect presidents by national election. It's all a function of the electoral college. You had, you had me at ranked choice voting. Right. I'd, lo- I'd love to see ranked choice voting. I wish there's a, you know, all politics are local. There's a mayoral race in Philadelphia on the 16th. So we're two weeks away from a week and a half away from a, a mayor. I wish there were ranked choice voting. I think it would impact the outcome and more people would ultimately be happy and it would force people to compromise. That's really the idea of it. You've got to try and appeal, not just to some narrow cast like in this in this race. It's a multi-candidate race. I don't know, six or eight of them. Uh, you can get elected with a relatively small hardcore base but you don't have to go out and there's no incentive to appeal to the masses just appeal to your base that's a problem this is the smirconish podcast from sirius xm spring is that you warmer temps mean new albert styles meet the super light collection the lightest ever shoes from albert's now in fresh colors they've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet the lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Hi, Brian. You're in Arizona thinking what today? 
Well, my first thought is I want to echo Joe Lieberman's observation about you and your program. Um, it's exceptional, Michael, and you do a great public service with Thank this, you. this program day in, Awfully nice. day in and day out. Thank you. Hey, hey, I think, um, uh, the, you know, the third party idea is, is, is good, but I think it's ahead of its time. I think what really needs to happen in 2024 is that the Republican Party really needs to get coordinated. Um, you know, the people who have historically marched under the Republican banner today are really in two such distinct camps that it's really more appropriate to say they're two different parties. And you should be especially sensitive to this point, because a couple of months ago, Sirius Radio picked up a piece of air from a caller to your program, and this guy said, you know, we're done with Mitch, uh, uh, Mitt Romney, and we're done with the loose Cheneys, and we're, he was a, he was what is generally called a mega Republican. I prefer the characterization political whackpacker. But these people that follow Trump, you know, these people that believe the election was denied, these people who are just untethered from political reality, Michael, they claim ostensibly to be Republicans. And the Republican well, Party has got to, got to purge itself of these people. Yeah, well, that's but that's that's what the party a guy like me who came of age in the Reagan Bush years. It, it's not the party that we joined. I mean, I, I've always had to answer the question of which changed more, you know, me or the GOP that I belong to. I say it's the GOP that I belong to. Have my views matured over the years? I hope that they have. Mark, you're in New Hampshire in Northampton. Hi. Hi, Michael. How are you? I just want okay. to uh, congratulate you on the newsletter. And I love getting that information in the morning. And the reason I'm calling is it's kind of kismet because I think probably three or four years ago, I was doing yard work, and you were at Stanford at KZSU, where I used to. I went to school and did broadcasting. And I loved hearing your stories as you were there, and I'd love to uh, connect. I'm like, all right, I got to call them today because I've worked with No Labels for a few years in New Hampshire, and think we need to have this insurance policy given the candidates and what it's looking like, especially when you talk to like Mark Halpern and how it's lining up. That most likely it'll be Biden versus Trump. And the polls will say that people don't want either of them. So now it's like exactly. your it's now your move, your move. No labels. Did you wait a minute? Did you go to Stanford? Were you a part of that radio station? I was. And it was funny because I was listening to you. Brought, and it brought back the memories right away because the going basement? down into there and the engineer, Mark, and just talking about yeah. um, the great times down there. It's, it's yeah, such in, a fun in, place in the, to be. In the, in the basement, right? Yeah. Yep. It's it's unbelievable. I've broadcast all over the country, lots of remote things and events and so on. And so that really stands out. And and there was also the day that I walked in and we had an engineer who was not directly associated with Stanford, but she had a dog. And the thing came at me like, you know, I was I was three hours earlier. So it's like four thirty in the morning. And here I am stumbling into the studio and a dog is confronting me. Did she it call was, you Scaramucci. She call, and she said, good morning, Mr. Scaramucci. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Charlotte. 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 She was the best. Amen. Uh, thank you, Mark. Appreciate the phone call. This is uh, Chuck, who's checking in from Messina, New York. Hi, Chuck. Yeah, uh, Michael. Good show. Enjoy it. Uh, Joe Lieberman. They're on. They're on something good as a 25-year veteran of the Democratic Party and a former co- councilman. Uh, we need a third party, but 
I don't want to throw it into Trump, not just because I'm a Democrat, but because we we can't have four more years of that. But this is where I see back in history where the Whigs uh, died out and the new party started. And I think this is where it's going to be, but it's going to take some time uh, to do that. Last comment, my brother, who's been a lifelong Republican, hates his party. And it's because of what you said about the the former Republicans. Yeah. They've got to get some courage and just fight them off. Yeah, and Ronald. I, I maintain that Ronald Reagan could never win. M- much as his name gets is is held in reverie, I don't think that Ronald Reagan could win a nomination in this incarnation of the GOP. I, I just I think he'd be perceived as being too soft. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel One Twenty Four live weekdays from nine a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.